Welcome to Time to Pray on Thursday the 4th of June. I place my hands in yours, Lord. I place my hands in yours. I place my will in yours, Lord. I place my will in yours. I place my days in yours, Lord. I place my days in yours. I place my thoughts in yours, Lord. I place my thoughts in yours. I place my heart in yours, Lord. I place my heart in yours. I place my life in yours, Lord. I place my life in yours. Uh, we carry on the story of Peter after the healing of the lame man. Uh, yesterday he was in the Sanhedrin. Um, well, he and John were in the Sanhedrin. Um, and they were kind of discharged under caution. Although they said, well, we'll do the right thing well, no matter what you say. Uh, and they're going back to the church. So we're reading from Acts 4, 23. We're uh, omitting a little middle chunk and picking up verse 29. Acts 4. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. So first of all, there's a bit of praise and then they say Psalm 2. And it finishes, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. An opportunity to read it again yourself, perhaps read it out loud. Um, think of the the scene of people coming back from being arraigned and persecuted uh, coming back to the church and how they're welcomed and how the brothers and sisters pray together.
a couple of occasions when we read of the prayer meetings of the Apostles uh, and the early church, and they're fairly dramatic uh, occasions. Uh, what I think is interesting is what they pray for um, and how they pray. Uh, and to keep it short, we've we've cut a little bit out. But interestingly, they're quite happy to locate themselves in the drama of salvation. Uh, Psalm 2, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? Uh, has been applied by them to their own situation. And as such, they don't pray uh, that the enemy will be defeated, that the persecution will be stopped. I think they, in one sense, accept that for now it will happen, but it will never last. What they pray for, on the other hand, are that they would be able to speak out continually with great boldness. That in the time present it's not about the life being easy, but about them being able to to kind of go through the life with courage and not hold back. And coupled with that, of course, is that they pray that God would continue to be powerfully at work in them, healing and doing other signs and wonders through the name of Jesus. So I think whereas we might pray that the circumstances would be different, and in one sense they pray for healing and uh, miracles in the way that we draw back from, they do not pray that the leaders will be defeated and they will live a life of ease, or perhaps not ease, but, but non-opposition. In a sense, I think they both see that where they are now is part of God's plan where they will face opposition, but also that uh, the opponents are ultimately defeated, as Psalm 2 talks about. And the consequence of this is somehow they have a, 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 an amazing corporate spiritual experience where the, the room shakes and they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they know God's presence amongst them and they go out with renewed boldness. So there's something here about the prayer of people together. Um, it's not simply one person saying some words and a few people say amen at the end. There's a sense in which everybody is engaged in this intercession. But also there's something about a vision for their Christian life. What they need now is boldness, not ease, but courage. I think at different times, different places, they pray for escape. And release, uh, but here and now in Jerusalem, their challenge is to continue to maintain their witness. I think that's a challenge to us in our own place to continue to bear witness. Perhaps boldness isn't a word that comes onto our lips when we think how we must speak and act for Christ, but perhaps courage and uh, faithfulness and. Uh, carefulness and thoughtfulness and integrity are words that kind of cluster around how we would want to be. Heavenly Father, when we see the courage of Christians who face opposition, uh, we are shamed by our half-heartedness and our stumbling words. Help us to find the way in our time and in our place to witness to the faith that we have and the Lord and Saviour, Jesus.
Amen. Let us pray together. Grant, Lord, that we may hold to you without parting, worship you without wearying, serve you without failing, faithfully seek you, happily find you, and forever possess you, the only God, blessed now and forever. Amen.